welcome to Full Release with Samantha Beat. Hopefully, you'll experience one by the end of this. Now, when we first launched this podcast, we were deep in the first months of the COVID crisis. To be honest, we never imagined we'd still be mired in this over a year later, especially since a relative cure is widely available and free, a preventative, if you will. But just because hot vac summer was never really a thing, that doesn't mean there isn't plenty of time to get vaccinated yourself and to convince anyone you know who's still holding out because they hate needles or because they think they're too healthy to get sick to snap out of it. It's fine. Don't worry. We're right here. We'll wait. In the meantime, I'm joined as always by my producers, Svia Baron Reinstein and Adam Howard. Okay, podcast gals. On today's show, we're going to be talking to the beloved comedian Tig Notaro. Now, Tig recently made headlines by replacing an alleged abuser exposed by the Me Too movement in the hit movie Army of the Dead. If you could replace any toxic person in one of your favorite pieces of pop culture, who would it be and why? This is such a good question. That is such a fun one. I love picturing the three of us just replacing like all ev- all casts and all movies and all things. Just us podcast gals. Just us. I feel like we should do the Cosby show. I feel like we should just that was gonna replace. Be mine. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's like that's such a huge one because it was such a big deal. And I mean, my childhood, especially as like a black kid growing up in the 80s, it was mm-hmm. such a huge touchstone. And you can't kind of get around him because he's really right at the center of it. He's there you being know, the he's world's there. best dad. Yeah, doing that little dance. I mean, I know we did that one piece where we kind of suggested that we could go back and put Oprah. Oh, yeah, didn't we deep fake it? We did deep fake yes. Oprah in, and it does feel like that would be wonderful uh, oh. if it was possible. So if you're saying if Oprah can't make it, you would like to do it. Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm Listen. sure I'd cast myself. <laughs> Sure. I'm about to be a dad, and I'm I'm sure I could do it. I love you know? to dance. Mm-hmm. I love to dance. <laughs> I love pudding, you know. <laughs> I really am so sad that I can't show those episodes to my kids. Yeah, First of I all, know. they don't exist anymore anywhere, I don't think. Oh. I think they were just, like, pulled from every possible place. I don't, I don't actually know that factually. I'm sure they're still airing like crazy in, like... Poland. They're like, this, are, this is our number one show. I haven't show. got the word yet. I, haven't, I have no idea. This is wonderful. But like the Gordon Gartrell episode of oh, the Cosby show so is just one of my favorite episodes of television. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Oh, we still, we're constantly like, that's a real Gordon Gartrell, like around the house. And the kids are like, we don't know what that is. I'm like, yeah. well, I wish I could tell you what that reference is, but I can't. We'll have to take them to Poland someday. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel so bad for all those actors who don't get residual. Like they were living on those residuals for yeah. so long and now zero. That is <laughs> really hard. That's yeah. that's very difficult. Sophia, who would you replace? Um, this might not shock you because I feel <laughs> like I've really talked about how much I love the show Frasier on this show many times. Right. And he, Kelsey Grammer was not... <laughs> the level of Bill Cosby villain, but he is like a big Trump supporter. And I hate that that sullies the good name of the Frasier universe. And I think I could totally step into his role. I have zero acting experience, Mm -hmm. but I would love to like spend the day with Niles Crane. What if like the whole show exists and the Frasier character is just you reading from a script? Like we're like, we all acknowledge 
that Frasier is like gone. Kelsey Grammer is no longer. And so it's not like you're trying to replace no, him. I'm just going to do his lines. Just doing his lines. Yeah. And then the Frasier universe can exist around him. And then that universe will kind of get more powerful. Sam, and that's exactly what I was picturing. Okay. Good. Well, I approve <laughs> both of these television shows. <laughs> what would you put yourself into? Well, I was going to say I picked the same one as as Adam because you were going to be. I was going to be the Cosby Show. I'm going to be the dad. <laughs> I feel like there is a problem if the white woman gets the role instead of Adam, though. Fine, whatever. <laughs> By the way, when I thought of this question, I never thought of it as being us replacing them. I meant like. Would you recast it? So I love that it became. Oh, that's so funny! I definitely like, thought this question was like, "What should I be? In? What will I be?" Yeah, I, I'm like Adam. I didn't think that I was like taking the part for myself. <laughs> Just me. I'm flexible. Right. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> that was a misunderstanding. I'm perfectly comfortable, like casting someone who is really appropriate to the role. And I know now that that person is Adam. Uh, it should not be me. Would not want. <laughs> I guess, geez, what who? What other people are, oh, it's not so much that I want to reboot Happy Days, but I do <laughs> regret that Scott Baio, who I had a massive crush on growing up, like major, major crush on Scott Baio growing up, do have a strong sense that I really regret all of those minutes of my life that I spent thinking he was great. Turns out he's quite a turd. Hmm. Anyway, he feel and and what's weird is that he probably feels the same way. <laughs> I also wish we could remake like Casino without James Woods. Oh wow! Yeah, there's like a lot of that's a things good one. That well, everything will be remade eventually. eventually. That's just how it works now. They shouldn't remake Jaws. Okay, that's it. <laughs> there's no follow up questions. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but we have Tig Notaro coming up, and you're not going to want to miss this. Joining me today is the very funny comedian, writer, and actor Tig Notaro. You know Tig from her comedy specials like Live, Boyish Girl Interrupted, and her newest special, Drawn, which is on HBO Max right now. She's also the author of the memoir, I'm Just a Person, and the host of the podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story, and Don't Ask Tig, but... True story, I did ask Tig to be here today, and she said yes. So welcome to the show, Tig Nataro. So you're in your office. How often have you been going into your office? Well, it's our old house. Oh. And so it's our office. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We were so attached to it because it's such an unusual property in that it's in the hills, but the land is gigantic and flat. Wow, that sounds so pretty. It's it's gorgeous. And we use it as a guest house. So when people come visit us, they stay at our house. That's also our office. And oh. um, so, yeah. And is it like close to your new house? It's like 12 minutes away. This is the best of all <laughs> scenarios. I yeah. can't even, like a guest house that's, drive yeah and we i know and we rented it out and then um during the pandemic after years of renting it out mm -hmm. we had an office that was walking distance to our house where we live mm -hmm. and i was like you know we could just and it was such a cute office because it was on like a main street with a front window and it was, it was so cute but i was like we could have 
a house with a ridiculous yard and oh. and just work there and send our you know family and friends to a house to stay you know this is wonderful sam come visit God, us jason i'm gonna <laughs> stay in your house well i know that people who are like listening cannot see but also your wallpaper is grand oh i love I'll it send you pictures the place is so beautiful it's so cute it's so, so adorable oh pretty yeah it's it's good to have an office that you're like i feel very good here oh i feel cozy and connected and like tapped into creativity yeah, it's very nice, and there's no, like, kids screaming, and, mm. you know, we can just do our calls and our Zooms and our uh, writing alone, and, you know, That's we can good. just do it. My kids are going to start screaming soon. I can't stop them. Well, you need this place. I need a separate house, and my cat's going to do something, too, because he got trapped in this room, and so he's going to run well, around. That's fine. We're cat people. Oh, God, I love my, I love my cats so much. We have three. You have three cats. I asked Stephanie this morning, could you rank your love for them? And she said, I couldn't. And I said, and I'm glad you said that. <laughs> that was a test. Yeah. I'd be very upset if she ranked her love for our kitty cats. How old are they? <sighs> Stephanie's 36. <laughs> um, Fluff is um, six. Okay. Uh, and Linus and Skip are one. Oh, they just turned one. Okay, okay. There's mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of love left yeah. in their lives. Oh, this yeah. is great. Okay, very good. All right. So I feel I feel very lucky because I feel like I've gotten to know you like a little bit in mm -hmm. the last little while. And I know something that has been not that I not, not that I was surprised, but I was like, oh, what a revelation! Like it's always really fun to interact with someone who you're like, ah. We just really we just get along. It's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> it's kind of rare. I know. That's how I feel. It's been a fun, uh, it's a fun little thing to have gotten to know you a little bit. Really fun. And uh, and I, I hope that I get to know you better. And I hope that you come stay at my office. Your whole family could come and stay here. Oh, boy. When we you come will, to L.A. Yep. Don't, get a, don't get a hotel. Come stay okay. at my office. Oh, hey. Well, you can stay at my house if you come to <laughs> okay. this part of the world, except okay. there's screaming children. That's there's fine. no opportunity for creativity. So in the time that I feel like I've gotten to know you, there's a couple of things I think I've learned about you. Okay. I think I've learned about some things that you love, yeah. like your wife and your kids, your cats, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Being cur like leading with curiosity. I feel like you're very curious about people. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're very, very curious about people. I think you love old people. A lot. Yeah. You love old people. Why sure. do you love old people so much? I love them too. I love them. Why do people hate old people? I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? I have to be honest. I had, it's not that I um, disliked old people. I mm -hmm. just, I think I was floating around. I was floating through life um, just as a person. And, uh, and many years ago, probably 30 years ago, mm -hmm. 25 or 30 years ago, my first girlfriend had asked me, we had broken up and, and we were friendly. And she, she used to take this woman named Mary, mm -hmm. who was 98 years old. She would take Mary to get her hair done oh. every week, who lived in her apartment building. Okay. And then Mary would take 
her out to lunch after the hair appointment. Okay. My ex was moving away. And she said, I worry about Mary. How is she going to get to her hair appointment? Mm -hmm. Will you take Mary to get her hair done every week when I move? Uh. And I said, yes. And I was was like... (laughs) Oh my gosh, what am I signing up for here? So, Uh uh, and Mary took the public bus until she was like 96 years old. Okay. So um, I said I would do it. And so I started to take Mary to get her hair done every week. And then Uh Mary would take me to lunch after the hair appointment. And it was really incredible. And it put life into perspective for me in a way that, I couldn't possibly have had at whatever, 25, 20, early 20s. Because mm-hmm. she would talk about the 70s as though, because she would talk about going on a road trip with her best friend in the mm-hmm. 70s. And she's so old. She was so right. old that the 70s were like a week ago to her. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and and and. I ended up uh, being at Mary's funeral and speaking at her funeral. You know, it was probably oh. only a couple of years later. Wow. But, um, but yeah. Hair appointments are important to people. My grandmother was like that, too. She would, you would have to take her once a week mm-hmm. to her hairdo, where it would just get set, like her hair would get set, and then she was good to go. Well, it's their outing into yeah. the world because there's probably not a lot to do at that age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm, and I don't. I don't mean that you can't, but it's uh, it's it can be limiting, right? I think to be that age, mm-hmm. and so I think that's where my, you know, because I I loved my grandmothers, and I didn't have my my grandfathers weren't they had both died before I was born, but I of course loved elderly people in my family and my elderly neighbors, and actually. One of my best friends when I was in fourth grade was Mrs. Figueredo, and she lived behind me, and she was one of those older kind of crotchety old people, oh, yeah. and I used to go over to her house um, to play in her house, and she was, I can't, maybe Filipino, mm-hmm. and she used to make me... Um, wonton soup after school and she was very nice to me and my mother used to remind me that she wasn't nice to everybody and right. she hated cats and I was always playing in the yard with my cat right. of course you know me sure. and she finally let me bring my cat into her house That's... when I would come over and what? play really I know and my mother would say that that was a real testament to how much she loved wow me. she loved you she loved and I loved Mrs. Figueredo mm. This is okay. All right. Okay. You're do you do you dislike old people? No. I just feel like they don't get uh they don't get enough uh love anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think every the people who I like like old people, but I feel Mm -hmm. like now that I'm becoming an old person, (laughs) I want I want to like put the message out in the universe that we should love and respect our elders. Maybe not respect them, but love them. Listen to their stories. You respect who deserves respect. Yes, respect those who. Do you think your cat looks beautiful behind you right now? Thank you. That is so picturesque. He cuts an impressive figure. He's uh, he's he's a looker. I'll describe him to the audience. Can I take a picture of that? Yep. Can you move out of the way a little, please? Yeah, I'm out. 
Here we go. Look at him. He's got a silhouetted <laughs> in the back. He's a black cat. It's really beautiful. His yeah. name is Jerry. We, um, when we got him at the shelter, I, I really liked this other cat who was had a lot of personality. And my and my children, there was like a little poster on the wall that was like, consider a black cat. It was I can't, the context. I'm paraphrasing. It was not this awkwardly worded. It was like <laughs> everyone thinks they want a black cat for Halloween, and then they hate yeah. the cat, and they're really suspicious of it after that, and they always bring them back. Really? So consider a black cat. I always loved black cats. Me too. And so yeah. my kids read that and immediately started crying, and they were like, "Oh, hey." Get a black cat. <laughs> and so <laughs> so we ended up with this one and he's quite he's he's quite good. He's yeah. mad at us because we got a kitten during COVID. Oh. And he has never he he's not normal now. He has not Yeah, he's recovered. dreaming of getting outside of that window he that is. he's staring out he, of. He if yeah. he could put his little paws up against the window and just yearn and just yeah. pray for a raccoon to come and free him. <laughs> He would love that. Aren't we all yeah. praying for a raccoon to come and free us? <laughs> we used to have, we had baby raccoons in our house when I was growing up briefly. Well, how is this just coming up? I don't know. And I apologize okay. to all of my listeners who are like, were you considering a structure to this podcast? And the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is truly no. You know what? That's my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> I love to not have structure, but yes, we had our, we had our chimney swept. And the chimney sweep was like, there's baby raccoons in your chimney. And my mom was like, bring them inside. We have a nursing cat. Because we had already like brought in a nursing cat from the wow. neighborhood. How and Canadian of her. So Canadian. And so the raccoons nursed on this cat that we had. And then we had just like raccoons and cats everywhere. Let's go to commercial. Let's. Anyway, and scene. Thank you for coming on. Now we know. Okay, I have a special on HBO I'd like to promote. <laughs> um, all right. You're like an action star now. Is this how you saw your career going? Yeah. This is, you of planned course. this. Oh, this yeah. This is a planned yeah. trajectory. From my first uh, joke that I wrote to ending up, if I can just go ahead and brag, trending on Twitter twice for being twice. so sexy. Mm -hmm. Not only am I an action um, yeah, person. You're hot tag. I'm hot. Hashtag hot tag. Hashtag hot tag. How mm -hmm. does this? Your kids are not old enough to make fun of you for the way that you, <laughs> <laughs> they're not that you're about to. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But you don't have to like. You, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to handle them not understanding that some people might think you're cool in the world. <laughs> So that's good. Yeah. Well, I I watch them, you know, they're five and they know mm -hmm. how to use the remote control on the TV. And, and you know, my TV show or my different comedy specials yeah. will pop up and they'll just flip past those, <gasps> you know, looking for what they want to watch. And I think it's so funny. And then I'm also on Star Trek. Yeah. And so they will <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> they do have an interest in Star okay. Trek. They'll fast forward, not just through me, but any person, and they just want to see the spaceship going through space. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And they refer to me as Tig when they see the TV shows or the, the comedy specials. That's Tig to them. That's amazing. And then at home, I'm Mare. 
which is French for mother. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. That's very highbrow. Or mare bear. Mare bear is also nice. And highbrow. Very highbrow. Like, yeah. way to go. Kudos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know that after being in Army of the Dead, yeah. some of your fans were hoping that you could replace all of the icky men in films. Is this possible? Do you have time to be in a... That's a lot of movies. That's a lot of reboots. And I have so much free time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's very flattering that people wanted that to happen. And I had such a great time working with Zack Snyder and everybody on the crew. It was a very scaled down crew because they green screened me into the movie to replace somebody. And so as much fun as it was and and how what a great time I had with everybody, mm-hmm. I would prefer to just be in a movie, right. you know, rather than be green screened in. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do it if, if it needs to happen. Just, I'll do it again. Okay. All right. I'm just putting it out to the mm-hmm. universe. But it's not easy to like fly a crashing helicopter and fight no. zombies by yourself. No, no. Did you have to wear one of those mocap suits and do all that junk? Or did you have to like, did they bring, I can't, I don't even know what it's like. Did they just like poke you with a, they poke you with a broomstick and they're like, it's, this is, (laughs) be scared. (laughs) Well, we didn't have that big of a budget, (laughs) but, but it was similar. Um, yeah, they would just be like, and the zombie's coming up on your right, and you're crashing, and you're, you know, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, that's hard. It, it is hard. And and there were moments where I ha- I'd start laughing, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking about how I'm somebody's parent, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Just you the, screaming in front of yeah, a green screen. Yeah, nothing. And someone poking me with a broom. And it's also know. very silent in studios, too, because they're like, hold the talking, hold the yeah. work, everybody be right. like, just pin drop. This was outside when I was crashing in okay. the helicopter. I was outside. Okay. It was still pretty quiet, mm-hmm. but it's still, it, whether it's, Inside or outside, it's just the idea that my kids are, you know, at school and I'm like pretending, <laughs> right. you know, in a helicopter. I'm making believe. Yes. It, it just, I feel silly. And then I have to like pull it together. And then, and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's what I really appreciated about Zach and the crew was everybody was, had a good sense of humor and they were patient with me when I had silly thoughts. How do you choose projects now? Because you are very busy. So if I can just like actually backtrack, like what does your, what does a day look like in your life now? You, you just a lot of offers and you got a lot of stuff going on and you're promoting things. What does a typical day look like? Or is there even a typical day? There's typical days within different times you know like i was just in new orleans filming a movie and i had to get evacuated out of there because of the hurricane but on my days off i my hometown in mississippi is an hour away so i would just drive over there and hang out with my family Mm -hmm. until i had to go back and shoot so my typical day in mississippi is just like hanging out with my cousins and swimming in a pool and taking a walk Mm. and having a cappuccino but when I'm at home, 
I get up and we get the kids ready. We drop them off together. (laughs) Stephanie always thinks that it's very gay of us. (laughs) To drop them off together? Together. She's (laughs) like, she feels like we're the only parents that come together to drop off and pick up. That's nice, though. But is that gay? I do that with my husband. Okay. So you both do it. We both do it. And our kids are now at the point where they're like, can you, they make us walk behind them. (laughs) (laughs) Like where they're like 10 to 20 feet behind us at a certain point in the walk, but they like it. They don't want it to stop. They just want us to not be clingy. Just be cool about it. Just be chill. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and Stephanie does it by herself or with her dad, her dad, lives with us. Okay. And so when I'm not in town, he goes with her. But uh and then we'll come to the office and uh where I am now, where you're welcome to stay. Thank you. And um and I do my Zooms and my podcasts mm-hmm. and guest on other people's podcasts and I um my wife and I write together and produce. We just directed a movie together and How is that for you? How what's it like directing a movie with your wife? We really, really work well together. And we make each other laugh so hard, like in tears every day. She's so funny. And so how you met working? Yeah, we were in this movie called In a World. And we were we both had very small roles. And it was an independent film that Lake Bell wrote Mm -hmm. and directed, produced, starred in. And, and and it was actually the movie where I had every deadly illness and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was like taking breaks in between um, in between scenes. They had set up this little area for me to lie down because I was really struggling and I didn't know I had invasive cancer and pneumonia God. and an intestinal disease eating my insides. And so that's where I met my wife. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But we had so much fun working together. And then I collapsed right after I wrapped, like two days later. And then I my life just slid away. Mm. And then I, I, I resurfaced six months later. And I ran into her and our movie was going to Sundance. And we exchanged numbers. And, um, and I told her I hate texting and to please not text me too much but here's my number mm-hmm. and i said i just went to coffee not that i thought she was interested in me right but i said i just went to coffee with this girl and she was texting after saying that was so nice having coffee and then she was like have a great show tonight texted me again mm-hmm. and then that night she texted me at like 11 o'clock <laughs> saying sweet dreams <laughs> And and so I told Stephanie that and I was like, oh my God. I said, I, I can't deal with that much communication. And Stephanie was like, oh my God, I hate it too. And we really connected in that way. And then that night, Stephanie texted me late at night saying sweet dreams. And I laughed so hard. I was like, oh my God, this person is so funny. And and then we couldn't stop texting each other hilariously That's enough. so funny. So when you are working together, when you collaborate yeah. on something, like do you, because I, I work with my husband too, like we work uh-huh. well together. Do you each bring a different super strength to the creative process? We so elevate each other's comedy. Okay. And then if somebody sends us a script to look at, Nine times out of 10, we will both read the script Mm -hmm. and we will come back and say, 
I didn't like that character. I didn't either. Or, oh my God, I hated that they used that word. I hate that word. I, ha- I hate it. Oh my God, I hated that. Okay. You know? Yeah. Or I loved this weird nuance. Me too. Like, it, it's as though, it, it's really weird. And I don't feel like it um, hinders us in that we have such an in-sync in sensibility because we do have these different parts of... Um, uh, of what we bring that that is helpful right. like stephanie knows how to write tv shows movies sketches she can do all of that type of yeah. thing it's ridiculous yeah i work with my spouse and it's because we creatively connect like I can't imagine. I can't I can't imagine anybody else. Oh, that's so great. I love hearing yeah. happy yeah. stories about couples working together because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of well, I think actually there's just a lot of couples everybody wants to hear the horror story part of it. That's like, yeah. oh boy, working with you. I couldn't do it. Work like people saying that about they couldn't their work own with spouse? their spouse, or they're oh, like they're yeah. like that's yeah. impossible, absolutely not. And I'm like, I don't know, we we like it. So I yeah. love hearing stories of other people going like, yeah, no, it really it really works for us. Yeah, so far it has. Yeah. I mean, we've worked together professionally for I don't know six years, mm-hmm. and so it's not like we're in a twenty year working relationship, but. um Six years so Ooh. far, we've really enjoyed it, and I I hope she's saying the same thing about me. Yeah, she's somewhere. on she's on the <laughs> my, my husband's podcast right now. Yeah, talking <laughs> talking about she, talking shit about him. He's talking yeah. shit about me, and we're <laughs> and how I bring nothing to everything I do. <laughs> she really reduces the level of comedy and things. She yeah. just like takes it down a notch, and then I have to mm. bring it back up again. I take it down a few notches. <laughs> All right, so animation mm-hmm. okay let's talk about your new comedy special drawn mm-hmm. and working in that form is that something that you knew you wanted to do for a really long time or was it kind of hastened because of covid it had nothing to do with covid it was always in the works right in fact that material that i did on the animated special was stuff that i had worked on over the years that i would put in and out of my shows, but it wasn't the most recent hour of material I was working on. And I was like, I don't want to just ditch this material. So I thought about putting it out as an album. Okay. And then I thought, well, you know, over the years, people have animated my jokes and my stories Mm -hmm. on different TV shows or uh, websites and I always, I always thought that was so fun. And I've seen other TV shows and comedians put out comedy animated. And then so it happened to work out very nicely during COVID. And in fact, we sold that special the day Hollywood shut down. Oh, okay. So like March 12th, March something, something like, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And and we at the time when we all thought it was going to be just two weeks, I, right. I didn't think it was. I wasn't thinking long term, like oh, we're going to be stuck in our homes for two years. Oh you know? no, 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 yeah. no! I think in our family, we thought the weekend will be like, well, we'll take the Thursday Friday off, and then Monday the kids will be back in school. <laughs> oh my gosh! I remember Stephanie and I. <laughs> 
we went and picked up our sons. We normally pick them up at the normal time Mm -hmm. school ends, but we were like, you know what? (laughs) Since we have this two-week lockdown and they're going to be home, let's pick them up an hour later and allow ourselves just this little bit of time (laughs) and let's uh, organize our offices Mm -hmm. because we have our home office at our house where we live where we were like, we're going to be stuck at home with them for two weeks. Right. So we let's organize our offices in the house. <laughs> so, let's do a quick so run to Staples yeah, for some yeah, printer so, paper. Yeah. So <laughs> we let them stay at school an hour later because we were like, <laughs> we have to organize our home office so that we could um, have a place to go for two weeks. Uh so oh there you my go. god did you do anything during co during all of the i don't even you know time obviously is meaningless now but did you take on anything new like did you challenge yourself in a different way other than total isolation but like did you pick up did you do hobbies did you pick up stuff we we picked up some my sur- life is a hobby uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> i do podcasts and tell jokes yeah um I um I got my plant-based nutrition certification. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, tell us all about that. Tell us all about that. Please. How are Do you Do you really want to know? <laughs> are you kidding me? I absolutely I just spent like a day breaking down a bushel of CSA vegetables, so I want to know everything okay. about what you're up to. Okay. Well, after I got um sick like i was talking about when i met my wife Mm -hmm. it's the sexiest time to meet somebody of course when you get your body parts ripped off Mm -hmm. and everything's falling out um but i have just been on this journey of like trying to get healthy and it's been an ongoing struggle over the past decade because um i've had continuous health issues and So I just thought I need to do what I have control over. Mm -hmm. And so I changed my diet to Mm plant-based and I started trying to just move my body some way every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to focus on my sleep. Mm -hmm. Those are my, my three main things. And as I kind of entered into that world I started to realize I was absolutely fascinated by watching these shifts that I made mm-hmm. actually make a difference in my body right. and my health. And although I continue to struggle in different ways, I'm, I don't know where I would be right now if I didn't make these changes. And so I got very interested in nutrition and how I could help myself and I started reading about it and I was sitting in bed one night reading a book about nutrition. Yeah. And I turned to Stephanie and I was like, I wonder what it would take just to get some sort of, you know, certification. Sure. Like like I'm not going to get my PhD. I'm not going to go to college. Just some sort of certification. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you should do that. And so I looked into it and and it was just like an online course mm-hmm. and and I can't remember how long it took, you know, uh, probably a few months. Uh-huh. You, I think you get like six months to finish the course. And 
and then you get your certification. And I've started helping people. Like I helped my um, next door neighbor who had high blood pressure and he was going to have to have some sort of procedure done and have to take a pill for the rest of his life. Okay. And so I Zoomed with him during the pandemic once a week to just kind of help him with his food plan and to help him like just have someone to check in with. And he went back to the doctor, didn't have to have the procedure, didn't have to take the pill. And it was really remarkable. And there's comedians that I've worked with and my aunt and I don't know. It's something that I want to start doing eventually is to start potentially coaching people right on, on Zoom. Well, who uh, I I think it's so fascinating. Do do you like to cook? Well, here's the other thing is I'm not really a cook. I'm the I'm the kind of person where if I open your refrigerator, mm-hmm. I can throw something together that would surprise me and you oh. that I threw that together and that it's good. Mm-hmm. But I'm not somebody where I'm like, you know, let like me get I've in got there. Pots and pans sure. going and you know get some and, sauces going and over I have here. Flour on my nose right. or anything like that. This is very new in my life. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Okay. Stephanie cooks. Okay. She's not she started cooking when we got together mm-hmm. and and so it's not like she's She's like a cook. Sure, sure. But she cooks and she enjoys it and it's meditative. Yeah. I, you're catching me in this week okay. where I realized that I was kind of feeling down. Okay. In a way that I don't normally feel down. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And then I was up like six nights ago for three hours in the night, just like, what is wrong? What is going on? Sure, there's a pandemic and. This has to do, I'm going to answer, do I cook? Okay. Is it okay that I'm super fascinated by this? Like, I'm really, I love that we're talking about this. Is it okay with you that we're talking about this? Like, it's not making you feel, okay, great. Okay. No, I just want to make sure I'm not, if you're just like, I just want you to say yes or no. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm here. I'm 100% here with you. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm like, up at night going, what is wrong? I, I know we're in a pandemic. I, I just, but like something is bothering me. And I started to think about how I was starting to feel not very present because I was getting very wrapped up in the news. Oh. And I was getting very wrapped up in, I know it's good to be aware. This has to do with cooking, I promise. Yeah, yeah. With, um, with, um, the issues of the world and the planet and climate change. And I was so sucked in Mm -hmm. that I couldn't function. And I was realizing I was also constantly looking for where can I move? Where else could I possibly have someplace else to go to get away from any sort of danger or, Mm -hmm. you know, so I was was reading the news. I was looking on Zillow. I was, you know, all of those things keeping me out of my present life. Yep. Not to mention like looking at stupid stuff that people send you on Instagram or something mm-hmm. or like, I'm not on TikTok, but somebody will send a TikTok thing and you're like, oh, what is this? And then you're like, what am I doing? Right, right. I'm like reading the news, looking at Zillow, looking at some stupid video. I'm, you know what I mean? Sure. I, I was really feeling detached. Yeah. And like thinking about anything that was different 
or uh, that wasn't in front of me. So then I was looking into depression and feeling low and 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 how what's good for you is and I know this mm-hmm. but it's good to be reminded is to be a, a part of a community to be uh involved with people to get mm-hmm. your hands dirty to be active and I was like oh yeah well you know I I feel like I take my walks but I'm not like getting my hands dirty mm-hmm. What do I want to do? What's my dream? I would love to know how to garden. I would love to know how to cook. Mm-hmm. So I created this thing that I haven't put into action yet Okay, that excites me a lot. <gasps> and when I say I haven't started, okay. so I'm going to say this on your show because okay. it's going to make me have to bring it into reality. It yeah. forces you. And and let's say I'm lame and I don't do it, mm-hmm. but I think I'll do it. You'll do it. I hope other people do this because I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And I ran it by Stephanie and she was like, this is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get together a group of people mm-hmm. that I think are like-minded and maybe feel like they need to feel better or feel a part of a community and get their hands dirty mm-hmm. and and be more present. Okay. That really want to do it. Not somebody that's like, oh my God, that sounds so cool. I would love to do something. And then sure, they just sure. Wander and off. Yeah. Okay. And those people invite a person that they know. Okay. That is is like minded and and this appeals to them. Okay. Once a week, once a month, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You get together as a group. Sure, somebody's going to be on tour. Somebody's going to be shooting a movie. Sure. Somebody's going to be on vacation or whatever. But you get together religiously mm-hmm. every week or every month, and you build a garden together, and you work on that garden together, and you learn how to garden. And and with the food you grow together as a community with these people that you think are tremendous, you're meeting their friends who you don't know that are tremendous. Mm-hmm. You all learn to garden together and you grow the food that you cook together and you eat it together and you also donate it to people that need that food, whether it's fresh vegetables or cooked meals. This is such a good idea. That's what I can't I'm telling even you. Handle. What a I good can't idea. Either. I can't either. And I hope people listening to this will do this in their community. And I was brushing my teeth trying to think, what is the name of this? And I was thinking of like humans function, they're supposed to function in tribes and we're not functioning in groups. Mm-hmm. You know? I think you could, okay, I'm going to suggest a name, but don't, you don't need to call it this. Well, I'm going to, I'm not, I, I want to tell you the name I came up with. Oh. And then you tell me yours. Okay. You tell me yours. I was brushing my teeth thinking about how we're supposed to be in a community. That's why I thought, oh, tribes, yeah. communities and tribes and communes and whatever. And I was like, tribe, that made me think of the group Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Tribe Called course. Quest? Yeah, okay. yeah. So then I was like, I spit out my toothpaste and I said, Stephanie, what if it's just called Quest? What if it's just called Quest? That sounds great. So what's yours? I was going to say that you could call it family meal because that's the big communal meal. Have you worked in restaurants before? I mean, minimally. Okay. Well, family meal. I, I've worked in like coffee shops and family meal know. is the big, like cobbled together meal 
that oh. the chef made that everybody eats communally out of like odds and ends from the kitchen or you try a new yeah. dish oh, or yes, you're trying yes, something yes. new and you gather and you, everybody just somebody eats. gave me a cookbook about family there's meals. a cookbook called family but it's like a tradition in restaurants like yeah everywhere i've ever lived or worked yeah i think this is such a great idea we built a garden during pandemic yeah and started to learn about gardening so yes. that has been like a two-year now journey Mm-hmm. And we've learned so much from this yeah. journey. And it is so gratifying. I love this idea. I like, you know, it's not like, it's not like just having a community plot. You know what I mean? Like a community yeah. plot in a public park where everybody's just growing and cultivating their own thing. You're actually like yeah. a club. Yeah. Like a garden club. Yeah. And a community club of like yes. people learning and then there's a feast. And it's and just then there's a feast. There is the charity. And the charity. Where you where you mm-hmm. you give and you, yeah, I just I'm very excited about it. So do I cook minimally, mm-hmm. but I want to my dream would be to know so much about gardening and about uh there's this guy who has this um blog called Mississippi Vegan. Mm-hmm. When I was in New Orleans, I went to his house for dinner and hung out in his garden with him. And it was just so inspiring. You should look him up. It is plant-based food, but it's um, it's one of the most beautiful blogs or Instagram pages that you will ever come across. And I promise you that. I'm writing it down. Mississippi Vegan. Now yeah. you've put it out into the universe, so you actually yeah. have to do it. But I think you would have so many people who are genuinely interested because it's not like it's not difficult to garden theoretically, but it's a journey to garden. Like it's, yeah, there's a lot to learn, lots to learn and lots of disappointments and lots of victories and weird things that happen. And then you, and you start to know yourself because then you grow like too many cucumbers and then you're like, well, (laughs) did I need to plant 50 cucumber plants? And you learn like, and you like, you learn which plants are jerks that you don't want yeah. to come back. It's so fun. Yeah. This is a phenomenal idea. I'm going to add one thing to your plan. Sorry, I'm not trying to hijack it, but you could get a beehive. You could get a beehive. Listen, I would love to get a beehive. I think that that might be, it's something that Stephanie might not be excited about. Okay. This is fair. Yeah. We we part way like I'm somebody when there's a beehive mm-hmm. in a tree and we're on a walk, I walk right through when all the bees are swarming around. Yeah. And I, I just don't even care. I know that I'm fine, probably. I have been so far. Stephanie squeals and runs, runs across the street okay. and on, on the other side, down the sidewalk. She's like, What are you doing? Okay. What are you doing? Well, I got I have do have a beehive and I'm gonna send you a jar of honey. And oh. I'm going to send, I'm going to find out how to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you and you guys can have tea with a teaspoonful of honey. That, that's very kind of you. You'll like it. It's really good. <laughs> it's probably made with poison ivy because we do have a lot of that where we live. So it's like just poison ivy flowers, but it, it, you'll, it's still delicious. <laughs> it won't, it won't harm you. <laughs> with no dental work. No dental work. A lot of stuff going on at that house. I feel like I, th- I think maybe I talked too much about myself. I hope that's okay. 
look, we're as you mentioned before, we're we're kind of still getting to know each other. Yeah. So there's a lot of information to to put out there. Boy, I like you so much. I like you so I much. I love um I love your work. I think I don't know. I just really admire you. Can I just leave it can I leave it there? We've been talking for a really long time. I love you. I admire your work. I don't know if you remember me telling you this um, when we first met, but I was at some meeting in New York mm -hmm. and we were in the same building and I saw you walking outside of the building and I was like, oh, there's Samantha B. <laughs> and I, and <laughs> I wanted so much to run outside <laughs> and introduce myself and say hello. And then I was like, oh, what if, what if she's... What if, what if she's mean? Ooh. She could be mean. Yeah, like what? Like I just I, I, because I like you so much, I didn't want to be disappointed. So I just thought uh, I'll meet her hopefully in a more natural environment than me running out right. and being like, "Hi, hello, I love you." Um, and uh, and so I I just didn't, and I just watched you walk by, and um, but I think if I didn't care as much or like you as much. <laughs> I, I might have just been like, I don't care. You know what's funny is if I would have seen you, I would have been like, oh, just, I'm not going to bother her. She's not going to, she doesn't know who I am. This is so, it's going to be like, hi, I'm, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm Samantha. And you'd be like, that's nice to meet you. And then, <laughs> okay, Samantha. Okay, thank you, fan. Or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> You never, never know. It's do you want me to sign your T-shirt? <laughs> what do you want me to sign? Just hand it over. What can I help you? I'm with? gonna start saying that to everyone. Do you want me to just sign your? <laughs> do you want me to just sign your T-shirt? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> just pull out your sharpie before the person's finished their sentence. <laughs> Maybe your um, listeners can tell us what I should name my thing. Is is it mm -hmm. um, family meal or quest? I like quest better better than family meal. Maybe I think family meal is taken. I think it's, it's it's just too much out there. I like quest because it is a quest because it's a learning quest. Yeah. It's a lot of different quests. It is. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, I love it. It's a journey. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Just total, total pleasure talking to you. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day, a great weekend, great I hope working the same environment, for you. snuggle your kids. Great life. It, you know, can I just say, this reminds me of this one time I was saying goodbye to a girl that I had gone out with that I realized I was not interested mm -hmm. in at the end. Okay. And um, and we were saying goodbye. And I said, okay, well, goodbye. Have, um, <laughs> and Thanksgiving was coming up. And I go, have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I said, and Christmas and New Year's. And she goes, wait a minute, am I never seeing you again? And I didn't realize right. that, like, I, I was revealing that I didn't have any. And I was like, I don't know. I just, in the event that we don't, I hope you have a great holiday In the season. event and prayer that I never see you again, <laughs> have a great rest of your days and a long she, life. She was nice. It just, <laughs> we didn't have a future. But it, I didn't know I was revealing that, um, yeah. Yeah, it was. I drove off going, Oh my oh, God. But I'm then the you were worst. like, Also, it's not bad that we ended it that way because I really didn't want to, you know, you would have just been pushing. And yeah. I really do hope she has great of holidays. Of course. And she did to this day. <laughs> I sh I'm sure she has. I'm sure she's had a wonderful life she without me. She had a great me. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <sighs> 
All right. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Sam. I got to squeeze in another quick break here. Oh, I love Tig. I did her podcast. She does my podcast. All is right. That's just how the world works. Yeah, now. this is the way of the universe. And it was such a pleasure. Oh my God, she's great. Awesome. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You're angry it was so good. I'm angry. I'm so fast. <laughs> so uh, maybe this will cheer you up. Okay. In honor of uh, Tignataro's new animated special drawn, we wanted to ask you some questions about sort of iconic animated properties. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the classic children's show Arthur, maybe you knew this, is finally ending its run after 24 seasons. And of course, you the, say finally as if you've been waiting for it to end. Yeah. I shouldn't have put it finally. that Finally. I've never watched Arthur. <gasps> In all my life. I love Arthur. He's adorable. But, um, and of course, The Simpsons have been on for 32 years. I'm just curious, when you were growing up, Mm -hmm. were there any cartoon shows that you were particularly a fan of or influenced you when you were growing up? Oh, for sure. I watched so much Looney Tunes as a kid. Like, that was my every Saturday morning. And there was uh, the Commander Tom show on the Buffalo Station, which was like the morning kids show. Like, there were morning kids shows for kids so that you could watch tv before school (laughs) (laughs) like it wasn't for preschoolers yeah i mean there was preschooler tv too but there were like cartoon shows that it was just like accepted that in the 70s you woke up and immediately started (laughs) watching tv what time did you have to wake up to get those in before you went to school I guess in the sevens. I'm not really sure. I, I don't yeah. remember anything about it except eating breakfast every day watching Commander Tom. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was Saved by the Bell. And it used to come oh. on at like 6, 6.30 in the morning. And Jesus. I would watch it before I caught the bus at like 7.30 or whatever. Is that not so weird? Too it early. is weird. But at that age, you just don't think about time that way. Like you're not like, this yeah. is so early. It was just kind of like, whatever. You know. Cartoon time. Let's yeah. let's watch <laughs> Save by the Bell time. And then at lunchtime, I would watch. <laughs> oh, you're not done. I swear to God. I'm not done. There was more TV. I never went to school. <laughs> <laughs> I barely went. And then at lunchtime, I would go over to my friend Margaret's house and we would watch The Flintstones, which came on religious every day at 12. And then Roger Ramjet, which came on at like 1230. And then if we didn't have to go back, right, I don't, I don't really, it seems like we watched so much television all day, (laughs) every day. And then there were times when we would watch The Young and the Restless, Mm. followed by General Hospital. But I somehow always made it to class and got great grades. So I think maybe school in Canada was easier (laughs) when I was growing up. I feel like maybe. It seems like there was at least less of it. Maybe we were doing like multiplication in eighth grade. I'm not 100% sure that I got a good education in the 70s, but this is what it, we watched a lot of daytime television. And then, of course, we would go home and watch more television. But the cartoon time was like preschool, before school, and then the lunch hour was just more cartoons. Fascinating. Yeah. And then Saturday was like a whole other day. Cartoons. That's like, that's your Looney Tunes. That's yeah, your yeah. big, that's your big stretch of like Looney Tunes. And I was very influenced by those for sure. All right. Well, speaking of how the Simpsons is still just alive and kicking after 32 oh, seasons. God. Yes. Is there, I know it's important to you. Mm-hmm. Which character, if any, do you most relate to? 
That's funny. I never think about myself in relation to Simpsons characters. If you could replace one character <laughs> with yourself. Marge. I think I relate most to Marge. Yeah. Probably I relate the most to Marge, but I want to relate the most to Kodos and King because they make me laugh so much. <laughs> that is so funny. So funny. Um, I love the Simpsons. Like not a day goes by when I don't reference The Simpsons and go, I just thought of the greatest joke. And then I go, it was a Simpsons joke, you dum-dum. It existed and genius writers wrote that. <laughs> That's And they made it so effortless that you think you came up with the joke, mm. Samantha B, and you did not. <laughs> Have you ever been invited to voice a Simpsons character? No. <laughs> and I think, feel like they've gone out to everybody but me. I definitely, that is like one of the things where I'm like, can they just like throw me Season a 35, just let me get in there. <laughs> Come on, let me get in there before I die. Let me see my name in the Simpsons credits. It doesn't have to be a big part. It doesn't even have to be named after me. Yeah. I'll play, I'll don't i don't need to like that is actually one um if i would I, that would be incredible that's interesting but it doesn't seem to be happening because i definitely talked to a bunch of simpsons writers and i was like please let me in the show and they were like we would love to and then they never did all right we're gonna yeah. work on that that's that's okay. actually a great segue to the next question because uh we were wondering okay. if there was a toy story five which i almost assume there will be because they're so profitable sure if you were to, invited to be in it what toy would you want to mm. play Oh, what toy would I, what would toy would make sense for me? An easy bake oven? Well, no, not an easy bake oven. No. I mean, that would make sense because I used the shit out of my easy bake when I was growing up. I probably would be like, I had this old time Barbie, like I had all these, bar I was so into Barbies, but then I also had a Barbie from the, from the sixties who had like like a short perm mm. and she was just like the meanest looking Barbie. Like she was like older. <laughs> like, there can an be an old Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> yeah. She was like everybody's Barbie she mom smokes. in my Barbie universe. She was like, she definitely had a smoker's cough <laughs> and she looked so much like my aunt Mildred. And like, I really liked my aunt Mildred. So <laughs> she was really like sassy. She was like, had a really mean sense of humor. So I probably would be her. All right. I think I would be her. I would be like the oldest Barbie who's everyone's like, where did you come from? Like, they don't sell Barbies like you anymore. And you'd be like, shut <laughs> up. Just covered in cobwebs. You left you. There's rings on the coffee table. There's wet <laughs> rings. Who's not using a coaster? <laughs> who's not using a tiny coaster with their tiny Barbie cup? Yeah, she's just the Barbie who goes around like tidying up and being like me. And then just like listening to news radio all day and just like, <sighs> God, just putting out the trash. <laughs> Resentment. Resentment, Barbie. <laughs> All right. That was long. This is a long podcast episode because I can't stop talking because I'm physically tired. My brain is unspooling. Go All right, ahead. then. Yes. Last question. Okay. Disney princesses. Mm -hmm. If you had to pick one to be, which one would you choose from this list? Belle from Beauty and the Beast, Ariel mm. from The Little Mermaid, Snow mm -hmm. White, or Cinderella? I hate all of those princesses. They stink. I liked, I always liked. None of them have a smoker's cough. None of them. None of them. I mean, the, I'm not saying I didn't like them when I was growing up. I did. But as an adult watching all of these again with my kids, I like 
Princess Tiana the best because she's such a hard worker and she's so she's a great she's a great princess. <laughs> That's what you want in a princess. Which one is that from? She's from uh, The Princess and the Frog. Oh, and she's okay. so good. She's like the hardworking princess. She's like, fuck this. I I can work for myself. I can have a job. I want to open a restaurant. I'm like really busy. And I really, really appreciate her. I, I, I appreciate her as a princess. I like her the best. And my kids loved that movie. Maybe because I was just, maybe they were just saying that because they knew that I liked it. And I'm like, she's the hardworking princess. She's going places. <laughs> Be more like her. <laughs> Be more like Tiana. But anyway, they love that movie. Okay, these were good questions, and I went on way too long. I hope you liked my podcast. If you did, let me know in the comments. If you didn't, please consider hate listening in the future. Seriously, though, please rate, review, and follow Full Release and Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Spread the word about this podcast. In the meantime, keep sending us your comments and questions to fullrelease at sambi.com. They might even be featured in one of our special bonus episodes exclusively available on Stitcher Premium. Don't forget to tune into Full Frontal with Samantha B. Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. on TBS, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another full release. This podcast is brought to you by Earwolf and TBS and was produced by Adam Howard and Samia Baron-Reinstein with research provided by Noreen Malik and IT and technical production provided by Hitech. It was edited by Julia Fott and hosted by me, Samantha B. Anybody can do their own dentistry and I did it. I was like, I did my own. I did my own cleanings for 10 years, my own dental cleanings. Wow. I feel like I'm in the wrong oh, room. Oh, Dig is here. No, we're talking about... <laughs> talking about dentistry and how i did my own dentistry for the last 10 I can years tell. can you yeah <laughs> just like yeah. loose people know chiclets. sam you don't have to tell people <laughs> they know they assume that's what's happened <laughs> <laughs>